How's it going, guys? Everything's good, pal. Let's start first in Minnesota, where the Vikings have pretty much kicked Adrian Peterson out the pasture. So I always like it when they say, well, we still could sign him, but in all righteousness, where do you think he's going to go? Well, that's a good question. And there are a lot of people who are interested already, and there were murmurs even back in January, um, you know, Listen, the, the, the Vikings weren't going to pay him $18 million this year, and, and that's just the bottom line. And unless the market is really, really bad for him, and, and it could be, um, you know, it's unlikely he's going to end up back in Minnesota. I think there is, Jerry Jones has already made noise about, you know, being interested in Peterson. He, he's actually come out and said he'd be interested in having him come by with Ezekiel Elliott and being like a 1A, 1B situation, which I think would be a, a terrible idea because, you know, as much as you want to give Ezekiel Elliott a break because he carried the ball so much last season, I just don't know that that Peterson is going to have enough to offer to where it's going to be worth having him, you know, on the field and taking carries away from Elliott. Plus, I'm not 100 percent sure that Peterson's ego could really take that bruising as well, which could cause all sorts of drama. But that's possible. Um, Peterson has some connections to the co- some of the coaching staff of the New York Giants. Um, they're very happy with Paul Perkins, but you know, the reality is they don't have much there. Uh, they, they released Rashad Jennings and Orleans Dacqua and the other guys who were there haven't really shown all that much, and I don't know that they want to lean on Perkins all that much. Uh, to be an, to be honest, they don't know that they can trust him. So it, it's possible that depending on what Peterson is looking for financially, they can give him a one or two year contract. And uh, you know if they're the Giants' window is closing. Eli Manning is getting older. Um, you know, the, the offensive line needs to be fixed. Uh, but, you know, they need help in the backfield desperately. And if they're going to make a run at a Super Bowl again, and they really want to before Manning is done, mm-hmm. you know, getting a guy like Adrian Peterson could give them the extra edge they need to really push in that NFC East. Well, the million-dollar question remains how much treads left on that tire <laughs> of Adrian Peterson. Last year struggled before the injury behind just such a porous offensive line. And at that time, the offensive line didn't turn out to be as bad as it ended up being by the end of the year. Still with that, what's left in the tank for Adrian Peterson in your mind? Can, with a good offensive line, still be a guy that can average four and a half yards a carry, can put up 1,200 yards, or is that a stretch at this point in his career? I think it's a stretch. I think we were watching this sort of slow decline last couple of years. You know, it one thing the year after he runs 2,000 yards, well, he's not going to match that again, and so we sort of write it off, but he's slowly but surely been slowing down, and I think we wrote it off as that offensive line for quite a while, and certainly that had an impact. I mean, we saw last year, I don't think they, you know, if you made a clone of Emmett Smith, Barry Sanders, and, and, and Peterson in his prime, I don't think you were getting more than a yard and a half behind that trash pile, but um, you know, he, he just looks like he's lost a step. He looks like he's a little bit more worn down. And a guy like him takes tremendous care of his body, so he may be able to last a little bit longer. But I think asking for four and a half yards per carry with a significant amount of carries may be a lot to ask. Now, you put him behind a line like the Dallas Cowboys have, and maybe he gets another year out you know, where he looks like the back that everybody remembers to be. But I, I honestly think he's got very little left in the tank. I think the next couple of years are going to be a significant drop-off for him. When you say he's already got suitors, and you already men- mentioned the Cowboys, I heard I heard Green Bay and the Raiders as well. Does that uh, ring a bell with you or not? Uh, the Raiders, yes, the Raiders have uh, have interest. 
Um, I think they've got a decent offensive line that could use some tweaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Latavius Murray may be gone, and you know they they would they could really use a, a consistent back who you know could take some of the pressure off Derek Carr. Now the question is whether Adrian Peterson is really going to be that guy, as we just said. I think you know he's towards the end of his career and he's just about done. So I, I have some concerns about that. But, um, you know, I think that's more likely. I don't think you're going to see him in a Packers uniform. That's kind of funny as that would be a reversal of fortune. Yes, Brett Favre yeah. going from the Packers to the Vikings and now vice versa. Um, I asked Aaron Nagler, who works for uh, PackerNews.com, covers the team pretty closely, and he gave me a one-word text back, and that one word was no. So, uh, you know, Aaron Aaron's real tight with that organization, so that is honestly my feeling on it. I, and, they, you know, this is the Packers. They don't go chasing right. a lot of free agents. They do it sometimes. They did it with Julius Peppers. They're certainly thinking about moving on from Eddie Lacy, but at the end of the day, uh, I, I think they'll go younger and draft and then stick with a, you know, a young guy and Ty Montgomery much more likely than you know investing in an aging guy like Adrian Peterson. Eric Berry with the Kansas City Chiefs after playing last year with the franchise tag. A lot of questions and concern if they were going to be able to come up with a long-term deal. They do find it. They do find the money. But what kind of impact does that have to do with the rest of the roster for the Chiefs? Great to see Berry with what he's coming back with with the lymphoma, get that big money deal. But uh, going forward, what does this do for the Kansas City Chiefs and their roster construction? Yeah, I, I think you, you look especially at the offensive side of the ball. And, yeah, they have a couple guys like Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. and you know, they've got a great tie, tight end and, and, uh, and Kelsey. But there's not a lot else there. And uh, the backfield was surprisingly uh, underwhelming last year. So, you know, do they need to add something there? The offensive line has some issues. You know, Barry himself, you know, in a vacuum, Barry absolutely deserves every dollar that they pay him. Um, but they've got some other guys on the defensive side of the ball that they're going to need to take care of, and they still don't have a lot of answers on the offensive side when it comes to the wide receivers. And even down the road, Alex Smith. I mean, there's murmuring they may want to move past Alex Smith at some point very soon. Barry ties up some money. But it's not like Kansas City right now has laid out so much money that it's hard to overcome. We're looking at a $168 million cap this year. So they've got some room even if, it's not as much as, say, Cleveland or San Francisco, who have, like, all the room in the world. But Kansas City, I mean, I think you have to keep Barry there. I think you, he's too big a part of that secondary and of, the, and of that defense uh, to let him get away. It's going to make it a little bit hard, but, hey, that's the reality of the NFL. You know, you're going to have to, you have to work within the rules. You have to work within the cap structure, and they're just going to have to get a little creative. The Chicago Bears interested in saying goodbye to Jake Cutler. Who are the suitors there, do you think? You know, it's funny because Cutler then came out and was like, eh, I might retire, which, yeah. you know, has yeah. got to make everybody really enthusiastic about picking him up. The next thing you know, you have Jake Plummer on your hand. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll show up and, you know, I'm going to go home. Uh, you know, there's been some conversation in terms of, like, Arizona, uh, the Jets have been a little bit interested uh, because they're still convinced for some reason that they might be a contender. I guess um, I I don't you know I don't know that there's a huge market because I feel like a lot of the teams that are desperate for a quarterback are teams that need to do some rebuilding. You know, so you, do you, do you throw them on a on a team like uh, you know Buffalo, which has some retooling to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you do you, do you put him on a team like San Francisco that has so much work to do? Uh, 
I think the teams that are really win now that could probably benefit by adding that one more guy. They're not guys who they're not teams that really need the quarterback position to be addressed. So, you know, I think it's going to be a very thin market for Cutler. I think you're going to see some of the bottom rung teams take a look at him. And then I wouldn't be shocked if he does call it a day because I think he wants the shot at a, a Super Bowl and some real money. And I'm not sure he's going to get both of those things with the teams that'll be interested that might need him. Well, another quarterback that is off the market, at least for the time being, is Kirk Cousins. He becomes the first quarterback to be hit with the franchise tag in back-to-back years. It'll be a hefty price tag again for him this year, I think just shy of $24 million. For Cousins, is this uh, signaling the end, though, in Washington? Those back-to-back times you get uh, hit with the franchise tag usually means their first opportunity, they're hitting the door. Yeah, well, and this is the exclusive rights franchise tag. It's the super-duper... Um, you know, we really mean it tag, which means nobody can talk to him. Um, so, you know, maybe uh, it, it could be that they're kind of close and they're trying to, you know, buy themselves a little extra time. Uh, you know, we, we've seen that with other players before. Uh, it could also be that, you know, they're looking to try and get something from him, you know, in terms of a trade value. There's been some talk that, well, he has said, he wanted to go to San Francisco and Kyle right. Shanahan. Uh, you know that relationship there is very strong, and you know it could be that the that Washington said, "Okay, fine, but we don't want nothing." You know, and mm-hmm. you know maybe we can get some some players, maybe we can get some extra picks, and uh, and you know there are rumors that there's some conversation between the two organizations about a sign and trade or just a straight up trade. Um, you know, we'll see if that happens. Uh, you know, we also saw Jason Pierre-Paul get hit with the franchise tag again. He's not happy. You know, doing it once, your players will put up with it. You do it a second time, and you're going to really tick him off. Mm-hmm. You hit him with this exclusive tag. You know, Cousins, I mean, to, to me, I understand in some respects if they are still not 100% sure he's the franchise guy. I mean, I could see that, that concern. But at some point, you you have to you have to pull the ripcord, or you have to go with it. And and they're trying to split the difference, and you're just going to have an unhappy player one way or the other. Andrew Gard is our guest. Uh, he comes to us on the Draft House Fifty Hotline. Okay, while you were talking, uh, sources now indicating this is not fake news or alternative news. Running back Jamal Charles for the Kansas City Chiefs. Sources say he's going to be released. Yeah, I'm not really shocked. Um, you know, he's been banged up the last couple of years. Uh, they've got some guys there that they like, you know, in terms of, of where. And, uh, and and I think that, you know, Charles is a guy who's kind of, he's kind of in a similar position to Adrian Peterson. You know, he, he's gotten to the point where he's a little bit old, the production dropping off a little bit. And in Charles's case, he's banged up a lot. I mean, and, and Peterson's really coming off an injury, too, so... They're actually very, very similar. Um, I think there will be some interest. I think much like Adrian Peterson, he's looking at more of a backup role. I could see you know, a couple of teams who, who need someone who's a veteran presence in the backfield going out there and, and bringing him in and saying, hey, this is a guy that we don't need him to have 20, 25 carries a game. But if we give him 10, maybe 15, if we're really pushing it, he can get some production out of him. And I, and I think that he could do that. Um, it'll be interesting. It's a pretty crowded running back market right now you guys get you got guys like Legarrette Blunt, Eddie Lacy now you throw people like Peterson and Charles in it, it's sort of it's sort of going to be interesting to see how that plays out because normally running back is not a hot commodity anymore but we've got some talented backs out there even if they're guys who are aging and even if they're guys who are 
kind of on the downside in, in a limited role. There's a lot of them, and, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Well, we talked Chiefs, Vikings, a little Packers. Let's go to my godforsaken team, the Chicago Bears. Uh, first, Alshon Jeffrey. Looks like that relationship might be over. Possibility of a franchise tag. I just really struggle with the team at this spot letting go of a 28-year-old wide receiver. Your thoughts on Alshon Jeffrey and if he's going to be catching uh, passes somewhere else next year? Yeah, I think he is, and I think there are a lot of teams who'd be really interested. You know, I you just think about teams that could use that extra big-time wide receiver, like the Carolina Panthers. Um, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to have to replace uh, Vincent Jackson sometime soon, and there's a huge market for Alshon Jeffrey. Um, I think, I think he's going to be somewhere else. I think the Bears are looking, and this is the part that kind of baffles me. You can't depend on Kevin White. He's been hurt two years in a row. We have no idea what he can do, but it does seem like they like him enough to say, "Okay, we can roll with him." But if you look at Jeffrey, you know, last year they got rid of Matt Forte. This year they're going to get rid of potentially Jeffrey and Jay Cutler. All of a sudden you start wondering if this is a team that is going to do a serious rebuild over the next couple of years. You know, start fresh from quarterback, and maybe they're looking at it this way. You know, we get a rookie or a young quarterback, plug him in there, and then all of a sudden, you know, Jeffrey's going to be 32, 33 before we're really ready to rock and roll. Do we want to, you know, pour money into a guy that is not going to benefit us? Now, I don't agree with that but i could totally see the chicago bears looking at it that way and um yeah i mean jeffrey is going to be one of those guys i think he's he's a good fit almost anywhere you put him so he really could be a special player and i think i'm sorry <laughs> i think you're going to be a little ticked off watching him next year because mm-hmm. i think he's going to be in a different uniform wow okay that that's interesting um Let's, Sorry. No, no, that, <laughs> no, no. I, no, I just find that really interesting. The, the thing that I'm curious about, new coaches, and there are a lot of them, and it's a case, and, and franchises shifting as well, now with San Diego relocating to Los Angeles. The, are the Raiders still up in the air right now, or do you still think they're going to head to Vegas? That's a good question because it's actually been kind of quiet on it that front been. the last couple weeks. Yeah. You know, after after the stadium deal fell through, I think they're still looking towards Vegas. But and I feel like we've talked about this before. It wouldn't shock me if they landed somewhere else. Uh-oh. You know, just while they try and figure it out. But uh-huh. um, I think they do end up moving to Vegas. Uh, I think that you know the. The signs all pointed that way. It's just a matter of trying to figure out exactly where they're going to play now. Um, you know, it doesn't seem like they really have a home in Oakland anymore. They kind of burned that bridge. So, uh, you know, I don't know where they're going to play next year. I really don't. Hey, I, I, I but down down the road, I think it's Vegas. Yeah, I reference San uh, San Antonio. They've got that uh, indoor stadium there. I mean, they'd probably have to do some upgrades to make it if they thought they were going to get the team full time. But that stadium is there. Yeah, I mean, they're ready-made, and they've been wanting a franchise, and I would guess that they would bend over backwards to make things, you know, good and easy for the NFL and Oakland, or sorry, and the Raiders, because then they could say, see, we are a legitimate NFL-worthy city. And so, you know, if things really fall through with Vegas or if another team wants to move, you know, they can say, hey, we've been here, we've shown you we could do this for a year, it was successful, you know, put us at the head of the line. Yeah, good point, very good point. Andrew Garda, you can find his work, Sports on Earth, all over the place. Andrew, it's the off season, but never a slow season for you, is it? <laughs> no, never really. I was actually saying the other day, I'm like, we had kind of a quiet, 
week or so, and now with the combine coming up and then draft and free agency kicking, I just—I guess my five minutes of sleep probably are gone. <laughs> Do you like the combine? You know, I, I I like it, but I don't find it as useful. You know, and I don't go down to Indy that much. The couple times that I have, mm-hmm. I, it's been worthwhile because you're running into other media members, you're making connections in the league with coaches and sometimes players, so it's worthwhile there. But in terms of what you get out of it, Listen, we're not in the medicals and we're not in the interviews. And we'll hear about those things, but that's where the value is. I mean, you know, the 40 time is is a sideshow attraction. Right. You know, the skills competition is a sideshow attraction. There's really not much to it. So, yes, I I like it from the standpoint of there's a lot of information there, but I don't think it has a lot of, you know, huge value. And, And when I do my draft analysis, it weighs very lightly, unless someone gets hurt or looks really horrible. And even then, you know, you go to the combine, you perform badly, you still have your pro day, oh, yeah, and you yeah. still have team interviews. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, do I like it? Eh. I mean, you know, it's something to do in February, March. So. Yeah. Now, I went, I've went. i gone twice, and the second time uh, I, I had kind of lost the uh, – it, it lost luster for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, other than hitting a couple of – Decent eateries, you know, yeah. Shake Shack. Right. <laughs> you know, you, you see, it's what that the Senior Bowl and the Super Bowl are the three events you can go to as a writer or a media guy and run into people that you never see anywhere but online, you know, 360 odd days a year otherwise. But yeah. in terms of actual content and what you do, uh, you know, there are much easier ways to get interviews and, and not have to deal with the headache of TSA. So. My recommendation is the Slippery Noodle. It's uh, really a good place. Sounds like your kind of place. <laughs> it is. It is. It's got, it's got three, oh. different, three different uh, floors of live, live music. I will write that down. Slip- if I make my way back to Indianapolis, I will check Slip- that out. Slippery Noodle. Slippery Noodle. Yeah. And it's like, what is it? Place where you get the uh, shrimp cocktail. No, no. It's Elmo's, uh, St. Elmo's, it's, that place. Saint, well, yeah, that's that, famous. yeah. yeah. That's the place to go, not Udon Slippery noodle? noodle. Yes, but Slippery Noodle, if you like if you like live bands, like one's a blues, one's a country, one's a rock. That sounds awful. Oh, it's awesome. Andrew, All right, Andrew. we'll let you go. We're Jeez. going to talk about music coming up here on the other side. You have a good one, as always. All right, take it easy. Thanks for having me. Thank, thank you, Andrew. NFL writer, Pro Football Weekly, good stuff. On the Draft House 50 hotline. You tried to tell me to go there for the Big Ten Championship I did. Game. I told you that. I refused. Jeez. I don't go to bars for music. I don't. Why not? I go to drink. No, I go for the I go for the entertainment. Right. I want a bar yeah. where I can watch TV. Yeah. Can talk to my you friends. Can, you can do that. Can in any arguments. You can do that. Anywhere. I don't need some band blaring out behind me. I don't want that. Look, when it's I not went, my see. Hey, everybody has their own taste. I Jim. get that. I get that. But you what, go to the slippery but, noodle. But yeah, I'll go. I'll go to a sports. Bar. All right. So let's say let's say you and I went to Memphis together. Yeah. And, and we were going to do the show. Let's say Iowa State's playing in the Liberty Bowl. I was playing in the Liberty Bowl. Okay. You you and I and Drake is playing in the Liberty Bowl. Okay. And we're going to go do the show. We're live. going to Memphis. Okay. I'm taking you to BB Kings on Beale Street. I went there. I was there last summer. That's different. That's Memphis. Indianapolis, I'm not going. What? Memphis is known for its music scene. Yes. That is a part of it. Yes, it is. You don't go to Indianapolis for the music scene. But that's why this place is special. Because special to you. It's not my idea of a good time. You can sit in a in a bar and watch TV anywhere. Right. Entertainment factor.
but I don't need to be entertained. I can entertain oh. myself. Oh, boy. That's more information. No, no, not than that way. You, no, don't be weird about okay. it. Okay. You get what I'm saying, though? Yeah. And hey, we have it. different I tastes. Get it. Yeah. You like live music. I you do. like to get up there and you like to sing I, with I, bands. I, I do. I'm an awful singer. Like well, you're not very them. good either, but. Well, that's because I just don't show it here. Yeah, yeah, that's what you say. Yeah. I'm yet to see that. Yeah. Have the guys from the Down Under, they'll tell you. I've heard. You know, the when you're not around. They say nasty the, the, things the reviews aren't nearly as good as you think. <laughs> I'm sure of that. <laughs> Jimmy B and TC, we come back here on the other side. A look at Oklahoma State, Iowa yeah. State tonight. There's some numbers out there, Jimmy B. We know about the point spread. Mm-hmm. Dug out a couple of more. Ah. We're going to get into that coming up on the other side here as we roll through. You can join us as well, 264-1700. We're back in a moment. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. At dsmcredit.com, we have a different way of looking at things. Like one bad apple doesn't spoil the bunch. Life hands you lemons, it's still a respectable piece of fruit. And that's how we treat you and your credit, with respect. Go to dsmcredit.com and get your approval for a brand new 2017 Stu Hansen Hyundai Elantra for just $119 a month. Or 2017 Hyundai Sonata, just $149 per month with zero down. Plus, get America's best warranty. 10 years, 100,000 miles. Bad credit? We say, so you missed a couple of payments. No credit? We call that just getting started. Bankruptcy? So you took a chance. At DSMCredit.com, it's all about a positive perspective. Get a 2017 Stu Hansen Hyundai from just $119 a month with zero down. Go to DSMCredit.com or call 253-3000. Stu Hansen Hyundai and Clive. You need credit? At DSMCredit.com, we positively hear you. 36 monthly zero security, all plus tax tag registration with approved credit. The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small. Flat roofs, sloped or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. Just a few blocks west off Highway 141, you'll be drawn in as you step out of your car and take a deep breath of the magnificent smells coming from the radish, a true hidden gem in Grimes. In this quaint, inviting, deep green and red home turned restaurant, you'll find one of the only made-from-scratch kitchens in Des Moines. The radish serves daily lunch and dinner specials, along with premium steaks, seafood, and pasta off the menu, along with dine-in palate-pleasing meals. The radish is known for catering weddings, lunches, and Local events, lunch, dinner, catering. The Radish, only a few blocks west off Highway 141 in Grimes. TheRadishDining.com. That's TheRadishDining.com. The Radish in Grimes is this week's sweet deal. Get $50 worth of the Radish gift certificates for only $25. Yep, that's a sweet deal. $50 worth of the Radish gift certificates for only $25. There's a limited number, and they're sure to go fast. So get yours Friday morning at 9 at 1700kbgg.com. 
Protect wood surfaces with a great selection of Minwax products from Menards. Minwax clear protective finishes offer superior durability and long-lasting beauty. Choose from Minwax Fast Drying, Polyurethane for Floors, Polycrylic, Ultimate Floor Finish, or Helmsman. They give long-lasting beauty to a wide range of surfaces, including floors, trim, cabinets, and more. Save $7 per gallon on satin, semi-gloss, and gloss after rebate during Menards Super Sale. Save big money at Menards. From painting to lawn maintenance, we protect our homes, both the inside and the outside. Now is the perfect time to protect the most valuable thing in your home. Protect your loved ones by practicing a fire escape plan and installing Kitta fire and security products. Kitta is here to help with a full line of easy-to-install fire and carbon monoxide alarms and security cameras. And you can find them all at the Home Depot. Stop in today for everything you need to protect your home. Kitta, technology that saves lives. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxdemoines.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the spa at West Glen. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. This is Jimmy B and TC on Des Moines' big station for sports. 1700 KBGG. Hey, everybody. Welcome back in. Uh, Jim and Fred, you can always get on the show. 264-1700. Again, that number is 264-1700. All right, so the line on tonight's game, Oklahoma State visiting Iowa State. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to say three and a half. It's at three as I see it right now. Okay. We always like to take a look at where the money's coming in. Yes, one of your favorite things. Yeah, see uh, where the public is on this game. Let's take a quick gander. All right. A lot of Iowa State money coming in. 77% of the bets are on the Cyclones in that matchup. So it's ISU. Uh, that is getting the majority of the bets right now, as mentioned, uh, looking at three. But I told you I was able to come up with some other numbers. Yes. These are player props. 
Now we know oh. the Super Bowl. You know, there's yeah, all kinds of those. Yeah, you get prop bets. Yeah, 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 sure. Well, we got a few that I was able to dig up for Iowa State, Oklahoma get State tonight. Get out of here. Yeah, really? Yeah. All right. I uh, hit a couple of these with Iowa State and Monte Morris hitting the over on both points and assists <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm enjoying this. This is, this is pretty fun. All right. We're going to start here, Monte Morris. Now, this is total points plus assists for tonight. Total points and assists combined. The combined number is Jimmy B. Take a guess. Monte Morris combined points and assists. Points and assists, yes. 31. Lower. Ooh. 25. 23. Whoa. 23. Check that. Uh, just moved. 20 right as we were talking. Yeah. Uh, must be some money coming in on Monte Morris. 24 and a half. Okay. As it sits for that one. Remember, he scored 30 points in their matchup. I, I know. Back down in Stillwater back in I, January. I was just, when I said 31, I had him at 20 points and 11 assists. Woo, 11 assists, Jimmy B. I think they're going to score in this game tonight. Oklahoma State's a lot better defensively yes, than they, they were are. in that game. I know, but, they, but they've improved a but lot. These teams can, if, they, if these teams are hot, they can both light it up. Oh, absolutely. Speaking of that, I wonder what the total is. I haven't looked at that. Okay. Give me a guess, Jimmy B. What do you think the total is? Uh, over under total will be 143. No, no, no. 158.5. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So they also expect so some they points expect in this one. Tonight's too. Yeah, okay. that's, that's an 80 77 yeah, kind is. of game. Yep. 81 78. Yep. That's, that's where they're hitting. So they're expecting points in this one. So you got the over under, Monte Morris, points and assists, 24.5. Mm hmm. Deontay Burton, points plus rebounds at 21 and a half. Now, this one is either it's going to fly over the total (laughs) or or it's not even going to be close. It'll be woeful. (laughs) You're not going to be sweating either way. You take the over, you take the under. You're going to know with about probably 10 minutes left in the uh, first half what way it's going to go. We've seen him bounce back and have have. a big second half at times. You're still, you get a pretty good feeling with Deontay early. What's the total again? 24 and a half points and rebounds. rebounds. What did he have? He had like five boards and 22 in the last game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's such a coin flip that it's he, silly to even bet on yeah. him, right? Because but does anybody know? I would, is there anything that you can look at as a factor of what kind of Deontay Burton you're going to no, get? No. Because, we make the joke about good and bad yeah, Deontay, yeah. but there's there's no there's no middle ground really right and it's not well he has a bad game then he bounces back with a good sometimes there's two good and then yeah. three bad and then no it, there's no pattern no absolutely not <laughs> so i'm i'm staying away from that okay. one keep me away from Deontay burton and the uh, points and rebounds couple for oklahoma state uh juan evans this is just total points for him in the game 18 Hmm. Where would you be leaning? You had to if my guess put a harder nickel on there, Jimmy. If B. they're going to be in this game, he's going to have to score like that. Mm-hmm. So I would be tempted to play the over. He'd be on the over on yep, that one because I expect him to really. He he is going to have to play a game where he scores eighteen to twenty. Finally, Jeffrey Carroll. I mean, I I love this. I know kid. you do. I really did. You're you're all about Forte. Yeah, I he, like him. He's too. not he's not my favorite guy. I know. He's uh, I he's a feisty little weasel. He is. He, That's why I like him. It's right in my wheelhouse. Well, those are the kind of guys that play like I played, and I hate watching <laughs> those guys. 
Maybe that's why my dad never came to my games. He hated oh, watching me, man. too. Oh, your dad, jeez. <laughs> you should have told your dad Sad to trombone. Oh, man. But uh, no, I just I don't like guys like that that are, he's one-dimensional. I mean, he really is. He's a shooter, and that's all he is. Yeah. Can't do a whole lot. Carroll, on the other hand, I love his game. He has developed. Yes. He used to take a lot of threes, not make a whole lot. Now he's making them at a high percentage. He's a really good rebounder, too. And, and that's the other component here. He's a guy that can crash the offensive glass. And, you know, with the struggles that Iowa State has on the boards, mm-hmm. if it is Naz, you know, covering him and carrying him, is he going to get beat a couple of times for a couple of cheap putbacks, things like that? That's my concern here. Uh, their number for this one, it's points plus rebounds for Jeffrey Carroll. 23 and a half is the number there. Ooh. Same kind of thing. If Oklahoma State's gonna, if gonna have a chance if the last couple be of in minutes, this game he's going to have to I think show. So. He's yeah. going to have to show. Him, Evans, and Forte will all have to show. See, in I this think game. they can get by without Forte. They've done it plenty they, of times. They have, this year. but this is a different animal right now in Iowa State. I think I don't think two guys can help them win the game. I think they have to have some. All God, three. You think all, all, three, all three guards have to play well? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. If they're going to win, I, maybe I can buy that. Okay. Because you're right. Iowa State's playing so well. They are. You know one other thing that we didn't talk about yesterday when we were recapping the win against Baylor? Hilton, the crowd was back. Yes. We saw back in January when things weren't going well, the way the place cleared out in that game against West Virginia, and there was nobody left with a couple minutes to oh, go. Oh, yeah, they bailed. I mean, it was it was bad. Yeah. But it wasn't only that, and well, you're not playing well and you're getting beat, you leave, okay, that's fine. But it was also the crowd it just seemed different than we'd been used to yes. with the Hilton crowds. It was back in a big way. It was loud. It didn't have that contentious negative kinda I don't know I don't know how to describe it exactly, but there was some kind of lull hanging out there mm-hmm. during that stretch. And that was completely gone. From the opening tip all the way through that through game. Through that game. Yeah, they're going to boo. They've always done that. You go back to Johnny Orr in the 80s, they uh, always they, did oh, that. Yeah. But it almost it became more than that. There was just something odd kind of hanging over. That was completely gone. I think you're going to see a similar environment tonight. Oh, I think it's going to be a great it, one. It'll be raucous. Yeah. It, it'll be on fire, and the place, the senior night, all of that. It should be a terrific scene. Quick break. When we come back, Mark Simon, ESPN, Stats Info, Major League Baseball. He's our next guest. Jimmy B and TC, the Big Talker, 1700. Talk. Join me, Diana Kelly, every Saturday morning at 10 for what's happening in your neighborhood with Inside Iowa. On 1700 KBGG. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select All-Included Package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. Requires 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet, equipment, non-return, and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offerings 121.17. Try Cotton in here, and I want to tell you about
about our great friends at Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. If you're looking for basketball, you're not going to find a better place in the metro than Draft House 50. Big screen TVs across the bar, sound on for the local games, and great brews to go along with it. Don't forget about the food. Classic bar food with an upscale style and a tap system like you've never seen before. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Here's a question for you. Do you know this song? Okay, let's think about this. Why is it that everyone remembers hundreds of songs, almost note for note, they never set out to memorize? That's the power of sound. It's sticky. When you hear a song, or maybe a good advertising message, with some frequency week after week for about six months, it gets into your long-term memory even when you don't intend it to. You remember it because you heard it. That's why radio is the sticky advertising medium. You don't hear a newspaper or billboard, and really not a web page or a Facebook ad. Okay, TV has the power of sound, too. But advertising on TV week after week can be pretty expensive. With radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then, when somebody's in the market for what you sell, who are they going to remember? If you want them to remember you, take advantage of radio. The power of sound. What a season. Power play for the Wildcats and gives it away. Bound to the other end in transition. Right-handed lay-in good. Terrible turnover by Kentucky. Calipari looks to his bench for a call to timeout. They scream yes. 64-57 Tennessee. The Volunteers' January win over the Wildcats was a standout in a year of great college hoops. But it will make it through to the field of 68. Don't miss any of Westwood One's exclusive NCAA tournament coverage right here. It's time to take a closer look at tile, specifically at the Home Depot's new wood-look porcelain tile, starting at just $1.99 a square foot. This textured tile comes in a range of classic wood colors, from creamy whites to cool grays, from maple to cherry to teak. And because it's porcelain, it's waterproof, so you can use it in the bathroom, kitchen, or any room of the house. Get the look of wood with the versatility of tile, only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions! More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Hey everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B, and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. 
$1,000, it's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Talking sports with Jimmy B and TC. Call the show now, 264-1700. Big Sports on 1700 KBGG. Everybody, we've uh, been doing a lot of basketball, of course, with Iowa State uh, hosting Oklahoma State tonight. Uh, we're going to switch gears, go to uh, another round ball, only it's a lot smaller. It's baseball. Mark Simon, ESPN Stats and Info, our Major League Baseball guy. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 hotline. Hello, Mark. Hi. Uh, it's a round ball, uh, and it's a... Uh... Oh shoot! I had a good line that I was going to use, and then it just it just kind of slipped out of my hands. See, but... that's see, that's why we do what it's, we it's do. It's spring training for you as yes, well, Mark. Yes, it is. Yes, very much so. All right, look, I know that you cover the uh, New York teams and particularly the Mets. Tim Tebow showed up yesterday. There was a throng of media. Brinson loves Tim Tebow. The I warn you, Mark. Sport, Sports Center covered it live. And I just want to know where you are in in all of this. Look, would it be great if he made it to Double A? No. Yes, but <laughs> to me, that's about where I see the trail ending. I don't think it's going to get that far. Okay. Um, I think it's nice that he's being given the opportunity. Uh, it's it's a tribute, I guess, to his athleticism that he's able to take it as far as he's taken it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's a reason that you haven't seen it happen before. Uh, and I wish him the best of luck moving forward. Is that a good way to put it? I want I want to talk. I want to talk people playing in major league games. I want to talk. Uh, uh, yeah, that yep. stuff. I, I don't I, know. I, I want to talk this. I get you. I, I read it loud and clear. It was just that I was like stunned that they were there live and all the different live shots that they did uh, with him there. Okay. Let's get then to the guys that are playing. Let's start uh, out there with the National League East. Okay. A pretty compelling one with the Mets, with the Nationals, the way that they've uh, done mm-hmm. some retooling and uh, remaking their roster. Let's start with uh, the latest kind of big signing of spring, and that was Matt Wieters. Was that something that you liked? I know there's been so much work, and you guys do a lot in pitch framing over at ESPN Stats and Information. Not something that is a strength, certainly, of Wieters. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a guy that's uh, a little bit of a struggle when it comes to that. The defensive side of the game uh, was something that he was, I guess, better at in his younger days, but since then uh, it's been a little bit of an issue. The Tommy John surgery had something to do with that. The thing that I think you would like about him is that if he's right, that he's a 270 to 300 hitter and that he can hit uh, 20 home runs as a full-time catcher. Uh, you're going to have to live with some of the other stuff because he's uh, – his agent thinks that because he's big, he struggles with pitch framing. You're just going to have to kind of uh, live with that at this point. Uh, the thing with the Nationals is I think that they're uh, good enough that uh, adding that kind of depth is a good thing for them, uh, and I think they can withstand the weakness in a guy's game to add the strengths that he brings. Mark, one thing that I've noticed is that now so many teams, if they haven't opened up a new spring training facility, they're about to. One of those teams is the Washington Nationals. Uh, I saw Dusty Baker on a live shot, and they just got a brand new place. Is this is this a case now where Major League Baseball has finally figured out that they can make a boatload of money on spring training? I guess so, uh, and good for them if they can. Uh, uh, good, yeah, good for good for the Nationals if they can uh, do something like that. I think you're also seeing you're seeing them kind of modernize a little bit. Some uh, some spring training facilities are, are more modern than others. 
uh, and good for the Nationals that they can afford to do something like that. Okay, I was just I was just curious about that. All right, so we talked about the National League East. Let's go then to the Central with the Cubs, the Cardinals, and the Cubs are like uh, everybody's <laughs> picked to return again. Uh, are you in that category, or do you have a surprise team? Yeah, if I think if I have the Nationals as about six or seven better than the Mets, which which we didn't get into, but that, that's okay. kind of where I am. Okay. I think I would have the the Cubs as probably. The Cubs are probably 15 better than anyone else in the National League uh, Central at this point. The Cubs are probably a 97-98 win team because I think it's tough to win 103 back-to-back years. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I think the Cardinals or Pirates are somewhere in that low 80s range. I think they're all going to beat up on the Brewers and the Reds, and then the Cubs are going to beat up on the Cardinals and the Pirates a little bit. Uh, I, I think I, I like the, the Cubs uh, the best. I, I don't think that's a complicated decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, they return just about everything. I know that they don't return Dexter, uh, but other than that, and they don't return Solaire, but they got Wade Davis to replace Chapman, so they're going to be pretty good at the end of the game. Uh, their catching situation is good, even though they lost David Ross. They have two pretty good catchers. And they have Bryant and Rizzo, and, uh, and Russell's only going to get better. He was only 22 last year. And uh, Baez is only going to get better. You saw a taste of what he was like in the postseason. And their pitching staff is, is five deep. Uh, their starting pitching staff is four to five deep. And they should be pretty good uh, at the end of the games, as I said, with Wade Davis. Okay. Take me through the National League West, then. Is it the Dodgers? And this is not a year that the Giants normally jump up and win. Yeah, I oh, because of the even numbers. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I lean Dodgers at this point. I think that uh, resigning uh, Kenley uh, is a is a big deal for them. Resigning Rich Hill uh, gives them starting rotation depth so long as he's healthy. You don't know that that's necessarily going to be the case, uh, but you figure that Corey Seager is still young. He's going to get better. Uh, Adrian Gonzalez is still a pretty good player. Uh, Jock Peterson is going to get better. Puig, maybe Puig will be better than he was. You're going to have Kershaw ideally for a full year. Uh, And you're going to have Urias, uh, who showed what he could do at the end of the season. He's pretty good. Uh, He's someone that's viewed as potentially a good number two to uh, Kershaw's number one. The Giants uh, returned a lot of uh, what they had last year. They tried to fix the one thing that gave them trouble, which was the bullpen. They brought in uh, one guy. They brought in Melanson. Uh, who I think will be good for a couple years. I don't know he'll be good for the uh, length of the contract. I think the Giants are a wild card team at this point. They're, they have a pretty good lineup. They have a very good uh, top three, top of the rotation, uh, and they have a good closer. And I think that the Dodgers are probably three to five games better at this point. Back to the Cubs for a moment. And we all look at them. You look at the roster. You look at the depth that they built, the youth of this team, everything. And at the very least, this is going to be a team that's going to be very good. What could happen to derail this season? Is it just as simple as, hey, a bunch of injuries come up, you lose a big portion of the staff, uh, Bryant gets lost for the year, you know, things like that. Short of a bunch of injuries, what could derail the Cubs this year in your mind? I think that's it because yeah. you're, like, it's not like, let's be honest, it's not like Bryant's going to go bad. It's not like Rizzo's going to go bad. Mm-hmm. It's not like Lester is going to suddenly go bad. Kyle Hendricks, maybe, all right, maybe he's not a 2-10 ERA guy, but even if he's like a 3 ERA guy, they have so much of a margin for error. Like, they could be, you could think, okay, they're in a 100-win team, but if they're a 90-win team, they probably still win the division. Right, so you yeah. could be really wrong on them in a lot of places. They could have a lot of injuries. John Jay could be terrible, uh, and and they could still win the division without too much trouble. They're just, their depth 
is uh, is considerably better than just about everybody else. All right, let's go to the American League. We'll start in the West. Um, out there, uh, where do you have? It, it's Texas, the Astros, the, the Angels are are they're still going to be bad? Who, who do you got in there? In the AL West, I would uh, lean Houston at this point. Okay. That seems to be a very trendy pick. Uh, and I think the reasoning behind that is that the, a couple of their younger players, Correa and Bregman, uh, are on the verge of mega stardom. Uh, they've already got one guy who's pretty good in uh, Jose Altuve. Uh, in the starting rotation, they've got Keiko and, uh, at the top, and you've got to figure that he's better than what he showed last year, and that he's going to be more like the Cy Young guy that they had two years ago. They have the potential, too, if, if things work out well, to be three or four deep in the rotation at a really good level and four deep in the bullpen at a really good level if Ken Giles reverts back to what he was two years ago as a Philly. Uh, they have uh, Gregerson uh, out of the bullpen who has shown that he can close. He's shown that he can be a setup man. They had uh, a guy, Will Harris, who had really good numbers last year. They have this guy that I wrote about, Chris Javensky, who put up a two ERA. He was kind of an unknown rookie. Uh, who doesn't throw particularly hard, but he has a nasty changeup and a really good slider. Uh, they don't know what they're going to do with him. But wherever they stick him, uh, they, they're going to be really good in either spot, the rotation or in the bullpen. And then the other guy uh, I think to keep an eye on is Lance McCullers. He's the son of the former major leaguer. Uh, if he stays healthy and makes 30 starts, he's a guy that could probably strike out 200 and put up an ERA in the uh, high twos, low threes, and that could be a really good, not, maybe not an ace, but a number two. He has one of the best curveballs in baseball. You mentioned Houston. One of the guys that they miss will be back behind the plate in Castro, a guy that you look at the old school numbers, he can't hit a lick, he's got a little bit of pop, but excellent defensively, especially what we talked about before <laughs> in pitch framing. You're all over this. I am. I am because I'm a Twins fan and I, I got to hang my hope on something. Hopefully uh, pitch framing can make up about 40 games. Could that work? <laughs> well, when you win, you won like, what, 58, 59 last year. Uh-huh. And the, the numbers indicated that they were more of a 70 to 75 win team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, so it's very difficult, like I said, to win 103 back-to-back years. It's pretty hard to win, a, you know, 58 unless you're those Astros teams that were tanking, you have a guy who's going to hit 40 home runs in second base. You have Buxton, who showed in September, I think, the potential that everyone thought that he could be, like that 280, 30-home run guy with incredible defense, really good speed. The starting rotation is very dicey. Let's, let's be upfront about that. In fact, the whole pitching staff, until Perkins returns, is probably pretty dicey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... You're not. I think it's very difficult to be that bad. I think you're probably a 70 to 75 win team. And for a team that's as reliant on not striking guys out as the Twins are, someone like Castro should really only help you because you'd hope you would, there's room to get more strikeouts, and he can do that with uh, with his pitch training. He's not going to give you much with his bat, though. Sorry. Mark Simon is our guest, ESPN Stats and Info. We're talking Major League Baseball on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Okay, let's go to the East. Is it is it just a coin flip with Baltimore, Boston, New York, or can somebody run away in that East division? All right, so I think that the Red Sox are the best team in the American League East. I think that the top three in the rotation, Porcello, Sale, and Price, uh, are the, the best of the, the top threes that you're going to find in that division. Uh, I, like, I still like what they have in the outfield with Mookie Betts, and Bradley, and the potential rookie of the year, Ben Attendee, is everybody's number one prospect. 
Sandoval doesn't have to be great. He just has to be acceptable, basically. Uh, and I think there's a feeling that he will be. Xander Bogarts is someone who's viewed as on the rise. His defense needs to get a little bit better, but his offensive numbers are very impressive. Pedroia still seems to have a little bit left in the tank. They're good at the end of the games with uh, Kimbrell, maybe not as good as he used to be, but still I, I would say he's the, the best of, of uh, he's, he's, he's pretty good for what they need him to be, and uh, they have a decent core with Joe Kelly and Thornburg uh, working the eighth inning as well. I actually think the Yankees are going to be better than people think because the young talent is pretty good uh, between Sanchez, who uh, showed that, that he could have been the rookie of the year playing about 50 games last year, uh, and Greg Bird, who returns from injury to replace Teixeira uh, at first base. They're not Red Sox worthy, I think, at this point. They're not as good in the rotation. Uh, they're basically a one-man rotation with Tanaka and then a bunch of stuff at the after that. Uh, but they're really good at the end of the game with Chapman and the, I guess, mentally wounded Dylan Betances after his arbitration hearing. Uh, Blue Jays lost something by letting Encarnacion go, so that takes them down a notch. Uh, but they're still, I don't think they're far from what they were last year, so I think they will be very much in contention for a wild card spot. And I think the Orioles, I think the coin flip is for who's the second best team in the American League East, which is probably the Orioles or the Blue Jays, and then the Yankees are just a hair behind that. Okay. Well, Mark, we'll let you go with this. It's something that Jim and I have been talking about where it seems like the gap between the haves and the haves not seems pretty pronounced in, in everything this year, maybe outside of the American League East. Is there a dark horse, a team that's not expected to do much that you like coming into the 2017 season? Is there a dark horse that I don't, uh, that people didn't like? Uh, give me a second to ponder okay. that. So the trendy one for that is Colorado. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't get to the AL Central. That's Cleveland, where yes. they're, they're yeah, I think yeah. they're a clear favorite. Yeah, that's why I don't I know. I don't know that the Mariners are a dark horse, but I like the fact that they're trying a lot of different things. I I do agree that the I think the Mariners are the closest thing to that okay. uh, because the sum is it tends to be greater than their parts with that team, and they still have Cruz, they still have Seager, uh, they have the rookie who is really good at the end of the games, Edwin Diaz. Felix Hernandez is going to be pretty vital to their success this year, uh, and he was a little shaky, so maybe it's Seattle. I do think that the thing is that nobody wants to be caught in the middle, which kind of, like, I think you were talking about, like, how the Angels are bad. The Angels are probably closest to a middle kind of team that there is where they're, like, uh, they can sort of go for it, but sort of not. Uh, it's it's a different kind of game than it was 10 years ago where where people maybe thought that they had a shot at going for it when they really didn't. Now everyone seems to kind of know what they are. And if you know that you're not going to be one of those 90-win teams, you figure you're better off being like a 70-win team until you're, you can get to the point where you can be a 90-win team. So you, you bring it back a notch. And that's a little frustrating. I, I will acknowledge that. I wish there was a little bit more balance with that. Mark, it's always fun, man, when you come on the show. We're going to keep doing this. Thank you. Hey, have a nice. Great... Can we have a Tebow boycott next time? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we can do that, pal. No problem. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> See you, Mark. Yeah. Mark Simon, ESPN Stats and Info. We're coming right back. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, 
and medical spa treatments, including Dermapen, along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxdemoines.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. You can't see me because of radio, and I can't see you because I'm totally blind. My blindness doesn't hold me back, but I fight to stay awake during the day because I'm not sleeping through the night. I often struggle to concentrate and just keep up. Sound familiar? You're not alone. But this is not a sleep disorder. It's actually non-24. Learn more about the link between total blindness and your symptoms. Visit learnmore924.com today or call 844-368-2424. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals. From painting to lawn maintenance, we protect our homes, both the inside and the outside. Now is the perfect time to protect the most valuable thing in your home. Protect your loved ones by practicing a fire escape plan and installing Kitta fire and security products. Kitta is here to help with a full line of easy-to-install fire and carbon monoxide alarms and security cameras. And you can find them all at the Home Depot. Stop in today for everything you need to protect your home. Kitta, technology that saves lives. There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions! More smoky mesquite. Geico.